This episode of What's Loosem Radio is brought to you, as always, by whatsloosem.com, where the cover page is blue for the month of July in solidarity with Sudan. Um, if you're not aware, I have no clue why you've been seeing folks with blue profile pictures on their social media. Um, there's something of a humanitarian crisis going on over there at the moment, trying not to dive uh, too much farther into it, because that'll make this ad read way too much longer than it needs to be when it's already too long, but... Um, Shout out actually to one of my favorite rappers, Boz, who I mention all the time on here for actually getting me hip to it. He's actually of Sudanese descent, so I um I trust his perspective on this one. So go ahead and read up on that and help out any way you can, even if it's something small like showing that solidarity on social media. So um also peruse whatsusum.com at your leisure. Um I know I promised to write. I know um they say the hardest thing about writing is like getting started. So that's partially what this weekend is for. So, yes, new content all around at whatsusum.com coming soon. But there's stuff up right now, like this podcast. So, go check it out, whatsusum.com. One more time, whatsusum.com. Um, whatsusum Radio is also brought to you, as always, by Wasusum Consulting, your friendly neighborhood copywriting and copy editing services. You never know when that next great opportunity is going to pop up, y'all. So, always keep your documents up to date, man. Y'all know this. Uh, cover letters, resumes, personal statements, and so much more. Y'all can find our updating pricing menu on our social media. That's WSH Consulting on Twitter or just what suits him on the Instagram. And um, follow for updates on an impending announcement. Uh, we have some summer sales um, on the works. We have some discounts in the works. So uh, follow us and stay up to date, man. Um, tap in today, whatsuitsome.com backslash consulting. One more time, whatsuitsome.com backslash consulting. Looking at the menu and don't see a service you think might need to be on there, hit us up. Uh, at consulting at whatsusim.com, consulting at whatsusim.com, uh, which is also accessible on the website. So whatsusim.com backslash consulting. One more time, whatsusim.com backslash consulting. Uh, this is a two-podcast week, people. Get hype. Hey, we here. Um, it's like, no, nah, but for real, this is a two-podcast week. Um, tonight, we have co-host of the Beat the Buzzer podcast and a frequent friend of the project, Keenan Terry. Back to discuss the first day of free agency. We actually just um, recorded this Sunday night, real late Sunday night, um, but I got really sleepy, so I decided I was going to cut this up today. Um, and by today, I mean real late Monday night. So um, that's going up real early for y'all convenience uh, to get to work on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, we'll be back with part two of the Albums of the Decade series. Uh, just recorded that one this evening, too, and it was a really good episode. So, um be back on Thursday. Keen is coming up next. But first, my brother and the birthday boy, Willie Maxwell. Uh, yeah, I'm Detroit's own savior, Detroit's own plug, Detroit's own future, Detroit's own love. I'm Detroit's own. Yeah, I'm Detroit's own. Yeah, and I never asked for my heart back. You can have it. All right, Keen's on the phone, everybody. What's going on, y'all? All right, so... um. Real quick, mini pod, because we both got jobs and got to go to work in the morning. It is uh, what ten fifty seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They move, they move free agency up six hours for. I mean, I get why they did it for the optics and for like the show of it, but man, tampering is dead in the league. This shit been everything's been planned because obviously all these deals came out as soon as six o'clock hit today. So right. everybody knew where they was going, but I appreciated that. Like we got everything pretty much done today. Pretty much everybody but Kawhi signed today. You know what? And I'm sorry, just to your point, I low key wish, like, I love Woj, but there's also times I wish that Woj. Man, that nigga Woj, like, bro, I'm so I, same sentiment, same sentiment. I was walking, <laughs> I was walking to get dinner when I saw Kevin sign, and I was like, 
Man, you are like not like for real. I like I said, I appreciate he right. he a scoops man. He does his job very well. But yeah. bro, like, come on, like I still had hope, and it's five thirty, <laughs> and I I was waiting till six, man. Like I was kind of okay with knowing, like I won't know at six o'clock where Kevin Durant's going. So to have yeah. it blown thirty minutes ahead of time, I was like, man, thanks, Welsh, thanks so much, bro. You uh, home? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, we can start with Kevin. We can start with Kevin and Kyrie. We can start with. Um, I mean, I don't want to be selfish about it. I want to spread it around. My first, well, actually, as a Pistons fan, as a fellow Pistons supporter, mm-hmm. uh, two thoughts. The first one, I, first one, I wanted to ask you about is Chris Middleton is a draftee of the Detroit Pistons. If you were the Pistons and he progressed to where he is now, would you have paid him the money he got today? My answer is no. I'm gonna tell you that off bail. Are you talking about if he were a piston now or would I have gone after him? If he today? were a piston now and you had the option of paying him with his if he was producing the way he's producing in Milwaukee and he had become the type of three and D good three point shooter that he is today in his mm-hmm. league. I mean, I don't think he's not worth the money. Well, I, I mean, let me say this. I think he got overpaid. It's the Giannis mm-hmm. tax. They gotta like keep Giannis happy. They gotta keep a competitive team around Giannis. I'm sure yeah. they're banking on if they just run it back with pretty much the same team, minus Malcolm Brogdon, which we can also talk about. But if they just run it back with largely the same core, Chris Middleton is their second player by second best player by default in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they felt like they'll be okay. But man, I don't know, man. Like I don't know if Chris Middleton's gonna get any better. He made the All Star team this year. Is he gonna make it next year? I don't know. You're paying him how much money? That's crazy. I agree. Um, well, I agree on parts of that. So to answer your first question, yes, I would have paid him. Do do I think that this amount is a little much? Yes. Do I think maybe like ten million less uh, would have maybe been the starting point or really the last thing that you could have done for a hometown discount? Yes, also. Um, but I guess it's also twofold. Um, to Milwaukee's credit, as good as Giannis is and as much better as that team is, Milwaukee is still not a free agency destination. True. Similar to Detroit, we've never really been a big free agency destination. We've been pretty good with trades. You know, as, as much as the Pistons have been kind of like I guess bad or me- mediocre for the last ten to fifteen years. If you think about a lot of the times we've gotten successful teams, it has been through trades, though. Whether we think about the big Rasheed Wallace trade. Man, they signed Chauncey Villas through free agency. I'm joking. I'm playing. I was a Yeah, no, you're good. That I mean, high. but you know, the trade, the trades were ripping Ben. I mean, don't get me wrong. Of course, in high, like, you know, hindsight, easy to say we got stars, but at the time, we didn't know that. Right. Um, same with Blake Griffin. We, you know, we went and got him and things like that. I guess I'll simply say is you have to pay, because here's the thing. Somebody else will pay Chris Middleton um, the amount of money that you wouldn't want to, which is the amount he got. And my thing is this. I would rather have him doing the things that he's doing on my team than him killing me at either another team or rival because here's really what you got to think about the NBA. Yes, there are a lot, a lot, like literally the word is a lot more great players in the league now than what there was 20 years ago. But also the guys that are going to do the things that Chris Wilkin can do at his size, you're not going to be able to find some people to replace him that also kind of go into the system. Because what we also can't forget is Chris but do you know that though? Playoffs. I guess that's where I be. Yeah, that's where I landed. What are you about to say, my bad? Playoffs. I think playoffs is also kind of like well, like he had a very good playoff. True. Like, that's true. That's true. Especially games that Giannis stunk it up because it, it, the games that Giannis stunk it up. If, we, if Chris Middleton wasn't there, we might not be talking about like they lost in six. We might be talking about they got swept. Um, and I mean, also <laughs> you know, so honestly, so I do think that part of it is playoffs. I think the other part of it is like when you're a destination that doesn't really get major free agents, you kind of are just banking on like, hey. 
Because really, in, in this particular free agency class, if you weren't to give Chris Middleton that money, but you needed someone who was similar to him, like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, exactly similar. Do you really think you have a chance at getting Clay? Um, do you think you have a chance at getting D'Angelo Russell if you're the Bucks? Like those are the two people that just come to mind that are backcourts that kind of weren't already foregone conclusions to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. No, I'm. I agree with all that. I guess. <laughs> I guess like no answer is wrong here. I guess like the way we the way we figure out how it was wrong if it's wrong or right is in five ten years time we can't really answer those questions today. I guess I just look at it from the perspective of so if I was a GM, mm-hmm. I would only ever want to be good, uh-huh. and if I'm not good, I'm I'm gonna be bad. And like so we can head over to Charlotte for a second. I don't want to like deviate too much. We ain't got no structure to this, but like. <laughs> So I got into like not an argument with one of my homeboys on Twitter, shout out my dog Iko, but it was more of a like discussion about if you try to depay Kemba the Max. I said, hell no. Not the uh-huh. not the super max he was eligible for, because that's insane. And I think so if we're gonna take like Steph as an example, he's like an extreme and like the 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 largest example we can make. I feel like we took this finals as a referendum on what tiny guards can do, right? If you're 6'3 and under, what's the ceiling? What can you do in, in the playoff series? They can bump you. They can beat you up. You really can't get no space. by they split. Kemba's not Steph. And if you don't give Kemba that kind of money and ask him mm-hmm. to, like, be your franchise player, we setting ourselves up for a scenario where in three years there's going to be a ton of Charlotte overpaid Kemba articles. I already know. I've seen this story a hundred times before. So I felt like it was real hypocritical for niggas to be like, you got to pay him. When I already know after Charlotte don't make the playoffs in the next in two of the next three years, and then the year they do make it, they a seven seed, it's gonna be a whole lot of well Charlotte's handicapped because they gave Kemba all that money, and oh they still got to pay him for two more years. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I get why you pay him the money. At the same time, we're hypocritical for being like you have to pay him when I know that they're not gonna win nothing, and then it's gonna be a big oh how are they gonna get out this contract in two years. Um, so Kemba's an interesting case, and I and I really is it's twofold for me. One of um, so somebody did point this out. Uh, Carter actually pointed out to me when I when I was saying this earlier. So I'm disappointed that he went to the Celtics, mostly because yeah, I yeah, fuck that. But continue. Yeah, because I don't have faith in the Celtics to really like be a team that goes past the second round. And of course, like there there are 30 teams in the NBA, so obviously there are only so many teams that are going to make it and be like you know conference finals and stuff like that. So I get it. Every team is not going to be that, but. What I really want, because I like him personally, but I, I want him to go somewhere else where I thought he would maybe at least make it to the conference finals a few years. I don't have that much faith in the boss. But to, to go to your point, if you're Charlotte, you have to pay him really for one and a half reasons. One is because you've already shown through history, and this is, I guess, shout out to Michael Jordan, that you 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 suck at drafting, period. Yeah. Like, no, if anything, but you suck at drafting, and you often miss on free agents. You missed on a few trades, too. I mean, like Nick Batum, like stuff like that, but... You you missed. No, they signed Nick Batum straight up. That oh, was yeah, they did. No, they yeah. traded for him. They did trade for him, but they gave him a contract extension. They gave him yeah, a, they, they gave him an extension once. Same, same with Kaminsky. Like a few guys that they drafted and either extended or whatever. But mm-hmm. you already shown that you missed. That's why you had to pay him. Also, fan favorite. He's the only guy that's putting butts in seats. To be honest, since you're not winning. Um, the flip side of that is, if you're Charlotte, you don't pay him. Yes, because of the handicap thing. But okay, let's even go best case scenario. You guys made the playoffs the very next year, so the upcoming season, and you make the AC. Not saying that you're automatically going to get swept, but you definitely don't win more than five games depending on who the one seed. And so, in that case, what do you like? What do you say? Like, well, last year we didn't make the playoffs. This year we made it, so we're obviously a better team. I know that's kind of flawed logic. Mm-hmm. So I get why you don't do it. But now my question: I know they got Scary Terry, 
Hey, Ooh. shout out to Terry for getting paid. I'm not mad at that. First Louisville guard to ever get paid. I'm joking. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm. I'm that actually, that actually could probably be true. Like before Donovan Mitchell gets paid, like since he was yeah, he won't be true. for a year or two. But where I guess where is it from here that you go? Like because in theory, and and of course, there's a lot more free agency left and stuff like that. But in theory, right now, we're talking about the best player on their team from the top of my head being either Jail Bridges, the second year guy from Michigan State. Um, you you talk about G from uh, U of D, uh, Miles, Miles Bridges, Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, damn, damn, damn. I said Gerald Bridges. My bad, bro. My bad. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, about Gerald. Yeah, I'm talking about our boy Gerald. My yeah. Bad. Miles Bridges, my fault. So we're talking about him or really scary Terry being the best. Bacon or Beacon, I can't remember. Is Bacon is the last name? Bacon. Yeah, 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 Bacon, Bacon. Yeah. He, he kind of came alive at the end of the year, but I don't really know if we put stock into that. So we're talking about one of them being the best player on your team. So you probably go from being the ninth seed and miss, you know, and at least being alive on the last day of the season for the playoffs mm. to now maybe being like honestly worse than the Suns. So I actually like Yikes. The Suns have done. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see. I mean, I don't see it. I saw a video of Miles work, like not working out, but he was in like a little summer league going crazy. I couldn't tell if it was the competition looked a little weak. Um, he was fooling though, like he was making step back jumpers and all type mm-hmm. of shit. What I have noticed, though, as a person who has played against, like, actual cold niggas, is for some reason uh-huh. when they play against other weak niggas, they become superheroes. So it's like, it it could just quite have easily have been he just wasn't playing against any competition and was therefore looked way better than everybody else. But the video was impressive, I will say that. So okay. if he come out looking like that next season, he they might they could be competitive. I'm with you. They're going to not be great. Um, Phoenix is – Phoenix, I'm uh, Ricky. They need a point guard. I don't know if Ricky's going to help for real, but – yeah, I think at this point in your career, um, or not in your career, but I think at this point, I do like the direction the Suns are going. I, I can't, I'm not going to butcher it. I can't remember exactly. They, they have a guard now outside of a different book, of course, that I think was pretty decent at point guard. I can't remember if he played it last year. They just recently like picked him up, acquired him. And I, I wish I could bring up the roster right now. But the Suns have a team now where they'll probably jump two spots from wherever they were in the standing. So they were dead last. <laughs> like the 11th or 12th. Instead um, of 17 wins, they'll get 23 wins. You know what? If they got if they got seventeen wins, like like just hypothetically, they got seventeen wins last year. I honestly think with the roster, just off of what I've seen, if I had to simulate, I would give them a ten win difference. Like like if they actually won like between seventeen to twenty games, I can see them winning an additional eight to ten games this year. Like, like I, would give them- I don't know why Ricky Rubio. Would. I mean, maybe the market dried up for him. Breaking news on a personal front: Clay Thompson and the Warriors have reached agreement on a five year, one hundred ninety million dollar max contract. Let's go! My dog Clay baby so, got his check. So we let's, here. Let's go there. All respect to the Suns, but uh, they did good drafting. They they got a couple of things. Of course, they they got they uh, picked up a few things. So respecting it, but let's go to the Warriors real quick. Real quick. So now that we have that, so I was talking to somebody roughly about an hour ago, and uh, the question really was, what does Boogie do? So, um, mm. just to give my quick snap, again, this was an hour ago, this was before the news that you said, and of course I heard they offer Max, I mean, offer Clint Max, but my thing was, if you're Boogie, this is the time where you should be really almost pressing to have the Warriors give you money, because they still don't know if Clay, you know, was committed to sign, it was only day one, so it's really hard to press, mm-hmm. if you press, you can get a little bit more money, because they, for two things, one, they know the most about your health right now more than any other team. So since you've had two pretty decent injuries over the last, like, one, you know, 18 months, you kind of, like, in your big man, so it's a lot different. Um, they have the most to know. And then also, 
you can push for a little bit more money than what you probably would have originally got from them um, because Clay's out all next year. Obviously, KD's now officially gone, and you only have Steph, and you're lucky enough that Draymond is still on, what, that five-year, $80 million contract, so he's damn near getting pennies based on the new, you know, on the newer CBA and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but also now with this, I mean, if you're boogie, of course, you guys still have a chance to do good, but do you go somewhere else now maybe for what you see or think is greener pastures maybe for wins, or are you trying to go back to being able to play 30 minutes a game and put up 18 shots without getting, you know, bashed? That's a good question. I don't – I mean, I kept hearing this scenario that they can only give Boogie a certain raise because of something. I don't want to butcher it and say it wrong, but I heard that they can only give him X amount of money in a raise because of some sort of stipulations and contracts or whatever. So oh, I don't okay. know. Um, I want Boogie to come back to the Warriors um, selfishly because I do think – he. I mean, he have a bigger role next season, obviously, with Kevin going. Um Good high. I, I think. I mean, I think it was over exaggerated that he was like diminished when he came back. I, I mean, obviously he's working off rust. Obviously, it was a big injury. Right. And I mean, say what you will, but he was the fifth option on that floor, bro. Like, it's not like he came back. It was supposed to be wrecking fools. Like, duh, he wasn't gonna put up twenty five and twelve every night. It just was real. They just be real hypocritical with their like analyses, man. Like I, I feel like they point out the stuff they want to point out. It's like he wasn't the number one option on the floor. He averaged fifteen and eight when he came back off an Achilles. That's really good. But neither here nor there. I do think that if he came back, it'd be helpful. However, I, I mean, the Knicks are idiots because they also didn't offer Kevin the max. We, I mean, we're talking around yeah. Kevin. I guess we can get there next. But like, they didn't offer Kevin the max, and I heard like yesterday that they were. Considering offering the market something substantial, if he, if they strike out on everybody else, which he came back, he's come back from the same injury that Kevin is hurt with right now. And then after striking out on everybody, I guess they needed some positive press. So they signed Julius Randle to a three or $63 million deal. Like, what the fuck are they doing? The Knicks are so weird, bro. They are so strange. They are, the, the they are, no like, the Knicks honestly have no, the, the Knicks, okay. Obviously, the Pistons are just a tad bit better. But the Knicks remind me of the Pistons because similar, and I know we're now we're just jump, jumping a lot, but yeah. similar when we, when we signed D. Rose, like, don't get me wrong, D. Rose had a, a nice little comeback year last year. He's a great story. And he probably still has some years left in him because, I mean, in theory, what, he was the 08 number one pick or 09 number one pick. So it's not like he's like... We got a former like MVP, him. bro. Right. And, I mean... When his knees work, his knees work, and they're still good. He could put it in the bucket without needing somebody to pass on the ball, even though he can't really shoot very well. But my thing is, like, what do what are the Pistons trying to go after? Like, I know that people, like, I know Blake's not necessarily, like, a superstar, but I feel like Blake, like Griffin in this case, should have more pull or more star power. He should be able to attract a little bit of a bigger name. And I'm not saying, like, it's got to be on the level of Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, but... There's got to be people in the range of, and this is just an example, of the Chris Middletons that I feel like he should be able to attract. Um, just basically to, to wrap up the point is the Knicks and Pistons sometimes, uh, I think the Knicks just don't have a direction. Like you said, I know you can be fearful of guys with lower leg injuries, but Kevin Durant to me, not that he's not explosive, but he's not a guy that I think relies a lot on being explosive. So mm-hmm. I have less reason to necessarily be fearful of, of that. And also, I mean. He always going to be able to shoot, bro. He always going to yeah, be able to shoot. And the Knicks, you've been bad for so long and just been, like, run so poorly that, yes, he's got to sit out a year, so that still makes you a bad team probably. But you you got to give him – like, you have to at least offer him. Like, you have to make him tell you no. You feel me? Like, I heard – I forget who I was listening to. It was a pie, basketball pie, obviously. And the way they phrase it is, like, selling hope. Some teams 
have to sell hope for a very long time to their fan base. Sometimes the fan base is biased, sometimes they don't. But mm-hmm. if, you, if you can sell, we have one of the 12 to 15 best players of all time coming back next year off an Achilles injury. He wants to play for you. He wants to win you a title. That buys you a year of his rehab, his first year back, because you, got, you can sell that players don't come back immediately great. Now you win a year three. You have three years of good press that you signed Kevin Durant on your team. And you didn't buy yeah. that because you didn't want to give him a max. Like, he's one of the 15 best players of all time, bro. Two-time finals MVP. It's, it's crazy. Like, I feel like Kevin Durant's career was kind of distilled to those 12 minutes he played uh, in mm-hmm. game five. It was like he came out and was killing. I, mean, I was watching with my homeboys, and he made that first three, and I was like, oh. And he made that second three, and I was like, Oh, so then we took the third one. I was like, man, that's a bad shot, Kevin. But it went in. I was like, he's going to score 40. Great. And then he got hurt. And I was like, wow. Like, niggas don't appreciate it because he just comes out and kills. And then he's out for a year now. Now we have to go a year without watching Kevin Durant play basketball. And that sucks. So I, yeah. I feel bad. I feel you, bad for you, my dog. The Knicks do anything messed up because, I mean, teams do it kind of all the time. But, like, the team's president, like, had to basically send out, like, an apology to the fans, basically. Like, <laughs> Um, I happened to see Bleacher Report basically, and, and like the note, I mean, it was a short note, but it basically just like telling the fans, we know you're disappointed, but we continue, you know, to have confidence that we can build a championship team. It's like, why do you have that confidence when you haven't even had a relatively close to championship team since like Patrick Ewing left? Like, though, so, I mean, we're no, uh, they went against Reggie Miller in the East Conference. So, I mean, we're still talking 20 years, 25 years. Like, if you're looking to get your small business off the ground, tap in with Arena Solutions. Arena Solutions is a marketing agency headed by friend of the project, Blake Hall, offering services in marketing, promotions, brand development, graphic design, brand identity, and content coordination. Blake has partially been responsible for a good deal of the marketing materials we've created for What's Consulting. I haven't worked alongside of him on a project, and just knowing him over the years, I recommend him with no reservations. Book them today. His services are filling up fast. Get more info at the agency's Instagram. Arena underscore solutions. Again, that's arena, A R E N A underscore solutions, or email arena solution seven at gmail.com. Again, that's arena solution seven at gmail.com. This, this meme of Michael K. Gilchrist shooting motion is funny as fuck. <laughs> Just to bring us back in, uh, somebody said Kim had to deal with this for eight years since Michael Gilchrist, Michael Gilchrist shooting. I thought he was going to be so good, bro. Somebody else was rehashing that draft. Now nah, he went number two. And I was like, I didn't think that was a dumb pick. I was like, he's going to be 15 and eight, great defense, all world defense. He's going to be the second best player on the title team one day. I like, I was, I was, that's a bad take by me. I'll be trying to think of my bad takes, and that's a bad take by me. That was not a good pick. Yeah. I'm happy that you can admit that. I don't think there was at any point in time that I thought that Michael Gidd Kilker was going to be good in the league. Only because I didn't see anything when he was in college that gave me any hope. Like, And, and I think, I'm not going to say like I'm just the best in the world, but I do think that we were old enough to an extent at that point in time to kind of be able to look at college potential, like college and see like, okay, your game is better suited for the NBA and that's why you don't do, you know, like that's why your stats don't look that good. Mm-hmm. But him, I'm like, no, there's nothing about him that like, Overly translated to the NBA. It was all stories, bro. It was all stories about how hard he worked and how he was the greatest teammate and how he like was the glue guy. It was just all. Uh It was all anecdotes. It was nothing tangible on the floor. I feel like I watched enough of him to know he wasn't gonna be that good, but I just believed that he wanted to be good bad enough and he was gonna get there one day. And it just didn't matter. Has he honestly ever even? And and I don't want to say like scoring is everything, but has he ever averaged double figure scoring? I don't think so. Uh, um, I'm pulling it up now. 
And okay, he did it twice. So in 14, 15, he was at 10, 9. And then in 15, 16, he averaged 13 or 12.7. And then the last three years after that, he was 9, 9, and 6.7. And he's playing r- roughly every year, he plays 25 plus minutes, 30 plus minutes. So, eh, I really don't know who's ahead of you if you're on the, on the Hornets either. Like, I feel like your certain teams is like, even if you're not playing 45 minutes, there also should be enough time where, like, you should be able to shoot however many times you want to. I'm just largely at a loss. Again, I think we talked about this on the Lost Pod with Cam. Um, okay. Like, the, the Ben Simmons thing, man. Like, how do you play basketball professionally for a living? Like, that's all you do year-round. You wake up, mm-hmm. go shoot the basketball. Or go handle the basketball in some manner. And you just never learn how to shoot? Never? Never. Yeah. Like, never. Like, I, I don't quite get how that's a possibility. Maybe as a nigga who just loves jacking threes, it's kind of like it boggles the mind that other niggas don't also love jacking threes. But it's like, I would, if all I did was shoot basketballs, I would be just jacking threes. Like, let me get really good at this one thing. I'll figure out everything else. But that's a personal yeah. thing, I suppose. No, no, I felt that way about Rondo for a long time. I think the only thing that, and I think the only reason that I was able to kind of like make it make more sense of Rondo is not even because he had all sides around him, but because we weren't all the way at, like, jacking three-level league yet. Yeah. But, like, with Ben Simmons, we're literally in the league. We're like, coaches technically can't even take you out for jacking a bad three now. Like, like that's just part of the game. Or, like, what we see is a bad three because you, you quote-unquote, practice that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, um, more, more players have bad shot green lights than we've ever seen in history. Yeah. That's a fact. Honestly. Shout, out, shout out Zach Levine, who I love. But, man, you take a lot of bad shots. Zach Levine, I can't remember if he's up. Zach Levine is going to be the best player on the Chicago Bulls next year, which rightfully so. <laughs> he's so and cold, so he got so much work. Like, I be trying to explain to people, shout out me, me and Eric, we be trying mm-hmm. to explain to people that Zach Levine, no, me and Donnie, actually me and Donnie was on this train a long time ago because uh-huh. it's really insane how much slander Zach Levine gets. And I was like, in all honesty, I would not have traded Jimmy for him. I was like, him, I mean, at the end of the day, Andrew Wiggins is what he is. He's very slanderable, too. And I oh, still Zach think Levine he's better than Andrew Wiggins. But at the end of the day, I felt like there was a lot, there was a contingent saying that like him, Cat, and uh, Zach couldn't grow together. And I was like, they three young niggas. Like, I was like, they, the Thunder, just not as cold. But I was like, if you look at it through the lens that they just three young niggas, just let them grow together. They might figure something out and win 47 you, games you one year. You got to put that on the coach. Like, if you really have no faith that they can grow together, you got to put that on the coach. Because honestly, because even at least something that I thought kind of was working at least a little bit was the fact that um, Zach was playing more point guard at that point. So I was like, this could work. Man, Zach also, Levine, any, I guess I'm just – Numbers pop out to me, but I feel like I, I watch Zach Levine give teams 40 at, like, age 21. So, for me, it's like, if your third best player is able to go on, if getting hot like that and he's this young, let him, like, mold him into the point guard you want him to be, but don't give up the asset because you don't think the team can grow together. Like, based off of right. what? Like, that's like, that's rooted in nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and they couldn't and of course you couldn't move Wiggins because he was the number one pick so you can't be yeah that, like that's that's the pride aspect of it is we can't we can't give up on the number one pick even though Zach Levine is showing more promise than him it's like right. I guess I mean I get it like you like what you just said makes a ton of sense like in the the human ego aspect of it is we have the number one pick we can't give him up mm-hmm. but right. but now they're trying to figure out how to get off that contract when the moment he signed the contract it was a bad contract. So, yep. agreed. 
I like that, like I said, these teams be making bad decisions and then having to deal with the the rep like the repercussions of them two years down the line. Same thing would happen with Kemba, bro. Not to say that Kemba is Andrew Wiggins, but if Charlotte's not winning no games in a couple of years, it's going to be well. How does Charlotte start winning games? Getting off Kemba? Well, they can't get off Kemba because he's making fifty million dollars a year. Right. That don't make sense. So I don't know. Um, what else you want to talk about? Who else? So, it's part of the Kevin... So, we haven't even said we we're going to talk about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant signed with Brooklyn, everybody. Um, shout out to the New York Knicks for fucking that up. Again, we can leave that alone. Um, I guess him and Kyrie will play together next year, because that's not happening this year. I'm trying to figure out what they're going to be like this year, just with Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan and everybody else who was there. So, realistically, and again, everybody's like rehab is different, and I don't think that you necessarily have to make Kevin um, come back, especially since him and Kyrie both have long-term deals. So you're not necessarily worried about them leaving anytime soon. Like mm-hmm. it's not like they have like one more year in the playoff or anything like that. Um, so I obviously, well, not obviously, that's a bad way to say it. But even without KD, I think the Nets, as as everything looks right now in the East, they're probably a top five team. Um, that's with Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris. Uh, who else just comes to mind off the top of my head? Um, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, mm-hmm. Jared Allen. So I think they're still a top five, top six team in the East. Um, let's just say that Kevin Durant can come back for the playoffs. Let's, let's say he can come back maybe those last three weeks to kind of get a little, you know, last three weeks of the season, kind of get a little bit of movement and play for the playoffs. Is that a team that you can see making a push um, towards the conference finals? Or do you think that's still a team that with Kyrie, maybe they make the playoffs that first year and they maybe get bounced in the first or second round either way? I mean, I can see both, bro. I guess that's the magic of being a year away from the entire thing going down because I do think Kevin Durant is good enough. Like, how can, how can I put this? If you put Kevin Durant – I ain't going to say on the Pistons. That's that's a tough one. But if you put Kevin Durant on the Clippers, for instance, like Clippers with the AC in the West. If you put if you put Kevin Durant on the Clippers and he they, that was the AC, I could see them making the finals. You know what I'm saying? Like on, on on the typical mediocre AT, you put a player like Kevin Durant on that team, and they immediately become Finals contenders. So it is totally plausible that Kevin could come back just in, t- in enough time to get some playoff, uh, some rest for the playoffs, and then decide he's healthy for the playoffs, and they are a six or a seven seed, and then they make a they start ripping through teams. Or um, it could be a Michael Jordan in ninety what ninety four thing where he was rusty when he first came back, and uh, they got put out in the second round by Orlando. So. Wow. Yeah, you never know. Um, do you do you like the DeAndre Jordan aspect of that of that signing as well? It's not like they did it for the team chemistry more so than the because I like Jared Allen, bro. So I saw somebody yeah, else bring up that like, aspect of yeah, like you cutting into Jared Allen's development all because you y'all want they buddy to be on the team. Like I guess. Um, um, ultimately, why do you think? KD, since we're focusing more so on KD, because I think we all knew that Kyrie was leaving Boston. I mean, I think most of us knew KD was leaving Golden State, but I think we all knew Kyrie was leaving Boston. I don't think a lot of people, I mean, yes, there were reports, don't get me wrong, I don't think a lot of people really fed much into him actually going to LA to team up with Brown because that was just too much of like a movie type thing mm-hmm. where it's just like, bro, y'all fell out, got back together, and they, I mean, you know, got cool again and get back together. Like, I, that was just too movie ass. That would have been so, funny, though. And I mean, the whole thing about, I think Anthony Davis threw a wrench in that because, I mean, the yeah. whole thing about Anthony Davis going potentially going to Boston to play with Kyrie was a thing. So I was like, well, now that they got Anthony Davis, Kyrie still might go. But, I mean, that again, that shit 
it was out the window at six o'clock in one second PM today. So, um, so why do you think KD ultimately goes to New uh, to uh, Brooklyn? Uh, I will. So I guess it's how can I? I mean, why does he go to Brooklyn? Because he wants to live in New York. I guess. Uh, I, okay. I, I would literally say that's the number one answer is because he wanted to live in New York. I don't think he had anything else to do with basketball or the Warriors good. or he was tired of playing and going state or um I think him and Reed to the Knicks was a thing and then he got hurt and it's it's hard to know like what dominoes fell and knocked what set of dominoes each way, you know what I'm saying? Because it's hard to tell whether or not had he not hey, gotten bro. hurt, would he still have gone to the Knicks? Would Kyrie have gone to the Knicks with him? Did they both agree to Brooklyn only after the Knicks lowballed him? Mm-hmm. Um, I think – well, I mean, we knew Kyrie to Brooklyn weeks ago, so it's hard to know if that was actually official weeks ago or if Kyrie was still thinking about shit. Because I guess that's where my head was today is it's hard to know what's real and what's not. I mean, Woj and Shams know everything. Apparently, I, I, I was trying to break this as I was looking at my phone crazy while you were just talking. Um – we about to get well. The Warriors about to get D'Angelo Russell back in the signing trade. So no, I was just about to actually tell you, not about to get y'all. Ah, it here. just got confirmed, and I'm salty. That's why I was actually about to interrupt you, and I'm like, now y'all still cheating. I mean, he not KD though, bro. Like he he not he Harrison not Barnes neither though. I will say that he's better than Harrison Barnes, yeah, but he not KD. Better. I guess my only thing is, and I think even for those who watch college basketball, D'Lo was a pick and roll guy even at Ohio State. How did that work so much and was supposed to be like a free-flowing offense there? Man, Kerr got to change the offense, bro. So Warriors Twitter, we be all in a fucking – in, in, in a fucking – so literally every playoffs because we, we start doing this thing where we don't – Steph don't play point guard for the team, bro. Like the ball be in everybody's hands but Steph. And it's like uh-huh. – the way – like, when they started running the box in one, they kept running these sets where, like, Steph was able to get trapped because he didn't – let Steph bring the ball up the court. When they bring the trap, then you run the pick and roll with Draymond. But, like, don't keep Steph off ball then try to bring him to the ball. Now there are two people on him immediately. That don't work. So, Curry got to just be more innovative. Like, I'm actually kind of excited to see if Curry is any good now because he's going to have to, like, coach again and – um We'll see. So, I mean, to your point of D'Lo being a pick-and-roll player, they just going to have to run pick-and-roll with Steph. And Steph, D'Lo, and, and Draymond are going to have to just go crazy. And, I mean, we didn't retool now. We don't have to – Clay can play as our, our small forward for the time being, which is fine because he's 6'7". But, um, right. I mean, it works out, bro. It all works out. I thought D'Lo was going to – So, this is like the boogie signer from last summer, bro, because I ain't see this coming. This is completely out of left field. I didn't hear about this until, like – after the Durant signing, that this is even a possibility. D'Angelo Russell's okay. playing for the Ghost State Warriors now. I thought he was going back yeah. to the Lakers. Yeah, I just, I, yeah. So the Lakers really, to be honest, outside of Kawhi, who's I guess the only piece left, which I don't think goes to LA because I don't think that makes any sense. The Lakers again strike out um, on anybody in free agency, um, which I know, you know, I'm sure the updated, you know, the betters will be updating the title odds soon. Mm-hmm. But in this case, the Lakers. Are probably our top four seed, but they're now battling for the Western Conference Finals. Which I don't think they're out of, but they have to get more depth. And I think that you have to make sure you still got your eyes on people because I just don't see where it makes sense for Kawhi to go there. Um, we're just the type of player that he is on that team. 
or the kind of player he is right now, I just don't know if it makes sense for him to go to the Lakers now when it's not like he's early in his career where he's still learning from guys like Duncan and Parker. So it's okay for him to kind of be, you know, that third or fourth option at first. Well, I was thinking about Kawhi, funny enough. Um, I, I think I read, I think Ramona tweeted out a piece she wrote or somebody wrote about LeBron's message to Kawhi has essentially been like, if you come, I'll be the third option. And I don't know if he means it or not, but if they're going to succeed, he's going to have to play point guard and get everybody. He's going to have to. He's literally going to be full time facilitator. Because okay, I'm, who else they going to sign, bro? They can't sign a point guard, so it's like LeBron's going to have to be their full time point guard if they get Kawhi. I agree, and it, it's kind of crazy. And I wouldn't be surprised. I, I can't remember if they were trying to, but you almost have to bring back Rondo at this point, or some type of backup point yeah. guard, somebody affected. Black and Gold is an empowerment lifestyle brand and community movement created for us, by us. A percentage of each sale goes back to the community through scholarships, black business partnerships, and service. Time to level up and get gold. Shout out to friend of the project and co-creator of Black and Gold, Cam White. And y'all go check out what they've got going on on their website at www.blackandgold.com. That's gold with an A, so G-O-A-L-D. www.blackandgold.com. One more time www.blackandgold.com It's kind of weird. So, I mean, um, I don't want to keep you too much longer because I want to go to bed too, but and I, I got to cut this shit up. But uh, So, Philly signed Al Horford, which is another... I did not see that even this morning when I woke up. Uh, I didn't see Al Horford getting... I mean, granted, 20, what is that, like, I think it's roughly about 27 million a year or so. Isn't necessarily bad. I do think it's, I think people That's a lot. It's a lot, but I think a lot of people understand he is a, an effective glue guy and more than just a glue guy, per se. But I guess my thing now becomes, just off of, like, a hypothetical of what the rosters are now, do you go um, him with Tobias, you know, do you go, like, him with Tobias, MB, Ben Simmons, and whoever, you know, Josh Richardson, now that he's Yeah, not the guy. I mean, Jimmy to Miami is another crazy one. I don't, I think Pat Riley, I mean, just real quick on that, because we don't have to talk about that one for, I think Pat Riley just wanted another star. And if you get one, you get one in the room, you maybe get another one. He was like, I'll just go get Jimmy, because Jimmy wants to be here, so. And, and the crazy part, I think that he could, that, that's also, uh, I was kind of briefly running about somebody earlier, I could see a situation where Boogie goes to Miami, especially mm-hmm. now we're kind of like, see, like if Boogie goes to Miami, you got two stars, now Miami is a top maybe five, six team in the East, you know, or at least in the mix a little bit. You know, I won't say maybe it's that great, but they're at least a, a pretty decent team, and you still got Goran Dragic. So no, you know, I think they traded Goran. I think Goran goes to Dallas in the money clearing nah. deal. I think they traded Goran to Dallas in order to clear some money to get. So Dallas about nah, to be Team Europe for real, bro. No, nah, Goran, Goran didn't come back, so that deal got botched, and they had to um, they had to send, uh, Goran back, and they sent Kelly Olynyk and somebody else. To oh, okay, so so they they completed it without Goran in it. Yeah, or, which I think means that they probably have faith that Jimmy will attract somebody else. I don't. I also don't know if attitude for him and Boogie actually works, but you know, I'm all for it. I mean, I try. I'm. Fully team Spo. Any t- any any coach that's been oh. around as long as Spo has uh, has my full respect. So if you got Spo and Pat Riley, I got faith. Yeah. So uh, we'll see about that. Yeah. But yeah, with Philly, um, I'm with you. So they got Ben. They got Josh Richardson. Now they got I guess Tobias resigned today. We really don't have to talk yeah. about that. That's whatever. Um, Al Horford's a full time four, and then 
So yeah, they sneak shooting off the bench again, which they traded away with. It's kind of wild. I guess they re-signed Tobias, so it's fine. But um, Landry Shaman is good. I, I just I came out of the season a full Landry Shaman believer, having watched him a, a more than a handful of times. Yeah. He's cold, so yeah, he'd be no, nice to still have on the team. But if they re-signed Tobias, and he was the asset they used to get Tobias, so I guess it all worked out. He's nice. I think the Zaire Smith guy would be cool. Um, I, the JJ Reddick one, I think, really hurt them just because. Like, That's was, crazy. I think New Orleans is making the playoffs next year, and not even it's not even going to be a hard one. Like they're probably going to be a six seed. I I called that low key when they when they pulled up the trade for AD because I'm like, it you really would have to like be just atrocious. I'm not gonna say really atrocious, but you would have to like not make any more moves to not I think make the playoffs. Because when I think about like the Clippers right now, the Clippers haven't necessarily got any better. So I think that you can overcome them. But the team, the, the things that's going to be tough is I think that the Kings are also another team that could make the playoffs. We obviously know the Lakers will make the playoffs. So it's one of those ones where, like, if we believe, well, if you think that those two teams are going to go, do you believe that Utah got better? Because I think Utah was the same. I mean, Utah definitely got better. Utah was the five. Utah was the six. They played. No, Utah was the five. They Because they played Houston, who was the four, and they played us, and we was the one. They played the second round. Um, no, because Houston played y'all in the second round, remember? Right, so, so Houston was the four. They played us in the second round. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I thought you were saying that y'all played against the, the Jazz. I'm like, no, y'all didn't. No. Um, so the Clippers were a – Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up the standings now. So the Western Conference, Golden State, Denver, Portland, Houston, Utah, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, and the Clippers. Completely forget about the Spurs. And somehow they are going to make it next year or, like, are going to at least be I mean, but if you had to bet on a team that's not – so I was about to ask you, if you had to bet on teams that's not going to make it, because I think Kevin Love is going to Portland. I'm pretty sure that's going to be – that's going to be done in the next few days. Um, Wait, Kevin Love? Yeah, I think that's a good fit. I think they need a Kevin Love. I honestly I, didn't even know he was a free agent. He's not bro. a free agent, but, I mean, Cleveland like needs trade. to just go ahead and trade him. Um <laughs> Okay, inside scoop. Okay, whoa. You feel me? But no, this is like a scoop. This is a scoop of a scoop. So, oh, okay, um, gotcha. Who else? Uh, I mean, and he was trolling earlier with like he posted that he was his location was around some rose, like the rose garden and some shit like that. Like he's trolling. Oh, gotcha. Um, um well, really, just to on, on some real quick, I guess if I had to pick like teams just off of the name that you just listed that won't make it next year, then I would have to go Spurs. I would have to go Clippers. Um, I know it's kind of easy. Well, contingent on what Kawhi do. We still don't know about yeah. the Kawhi thing. I'm about to say, um, but honestly. Because everybody I, else, I don't see who else is going to fall out. I mean, I don't think Denver is going to be 40, 54 wins good next year, but whatever. I don't either. Houston, <laughs> I think we just giving credit. That, and that's the thing is I feel like we often ought to give credit to James Harden for everything. But, but no, no, my thing was actually going to be, and I know you're, you know, you're less of a stand now, but how much faith do we really have that the Thunder are going get to keep getting it done? Like at some point they're just going to stop getting it done. That's the thing is like so. Uh, the Clippers were the AC Clippers and so the Clippers in San Antonio were tied for uh, well they were tied at forty eight wins seven ACs. That's a lot of wins. I mean I remember we talked about that season where the AC had fifty wins. I forget what season that was. Like I think that might have been KD's first year. Or KD's first year in the playoffs. Um, uh-huh. So I, I don't. I mean the West is. I guess I've been the 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 voice in the mountains crying that the East is underrated. But it's undeniable that the West has better one through eight, their one through eight is better than the East one through eight straight up. Um, okay. It just yeah, it's just I'm just trying to figure out how because the league is flatter now with all this movement. But, but I do think that the East is better top or more top heavy. 
Yes and no. So okay, so and, and I also think this is probably one of the better years. Granted, I know it's hard to say when you don't have like a true All Star game. I mean, like a true East and West and All Star. But I do think that this past season kind of showed us a little bit more balance per se in terms of like. like yeah. I, I want to say, we, but it's going to um, become even more like that. That's kind of my point. I'm looking at because it's like if c- considering what you're saying about like the East being more top heavy. Brooklyn was a six seed. They're going to jump. Boston will probably stay where they're at. Indiana might drop a little bit. I'm not – but the, the point I'm making is, so if Miami jumps into the playoffs, who are they knocking out? If – um, I guess the only team in the East who's going to, like, make a jump is Miami. Because Charlotte's definitely going to get worse. Orlando's mm-hmm. probably going to stay about the same. The Pistons probably going to stay about the same. And nobody else in the East is trying to get any better. Except for Atlanta. Uh, so that was kind of going to be a point I wanted to make real quick, that I think Atlanta might make the playoffs next year. It's a real hot take. It's a real hot take. But it ain't super young, so I shouldn't even be saying that. But I can see them winning some games they're not supposed to win, and then you look up and they like end up with 44 wins. You're like, oh, shit. They do remind you of a team that looks like you, like you expect them, like shouldn't you guys be trying to lose, but they're really not. And they got I a lot of talent, bro. I mean, between Trey, I, you know, I, I'm a Cam Reddish fan. They got uh, John Collins. He's he's really good. Um, really good. Um, who else they, did they, they pick got, up? They pick, uh, I, I, everybody's always liked DeAndre Hunter. He's just a very, like, solid role player. I mean, when all the other teams are either getting worse or not better, they have a chance. Um, I guess this just in, too. Your boy Iggy got traded to the Grizzlies from the Warriors. Yeah. Shout out to a decent man. You know I'm an Iggy fan. Man, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I've been Yankee fan since the Sixers. You know, I still got a little bit of Sixers in my heart from Iverson days. I guess I, that does clear up some salary for us, I suppose. Oh, what what did what we get back in return? Yes. Nothing. Just we trade them straight up. Uh, it doesn't say in the in the quick alert that it's got some Bleacher Report. Um, let's see if I can click on this. Yeah, anything. Go and say this trading Andre Iguodala. Here go Woj to Memphis. Warriors are sending. Some Warriors are sending picks along with it. Like I say, he's wanted the money. Okay. Yeah, they, they really just need to free up some space. The Grizz are, the Grizz are like, not in total rebuild. but I mean, well, they're kind of in total rebuild, excuse me. Um, so they, they're they cool with that. Oh, uh, Lopez brothers are in Milwaukee, it appears. Wait, both of them? Yeah. Or just Brooke? Now, Robin so now Brooke has a recent agreement with the Milwaukee Bucks. Honestly, didn't even know he was still in the league, and then I just remembered. I think he played for Chicago. Yeah, he last played year. for Chicago last year, and apparently was a buyout candidate for the Warriors until he wasn't, because nobody wants to help the Warriors out. So that's how Bogut came back. I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell like what's real and what's not in this league. Apparently, Go State contacted Bogut like back in December, and was like, "Hey, you want to come back?" And then he was like, "Yeah, give me a couple months." And they were like, "Okay," and then. A couple of months later. Bro, as somebody who who has Warriors alerts on his phone, I saw that and was like, where the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know he was alive. Like, Andrew, Andrew, okay. Who wants him? Um, so I guess, I, I mean, I don't know anybody else we should discuss. Any, you got any other thoughts on your mind? Yeah. That's, that's really... This signing really trade good. is blowing my mind. Like what? I I mean it's fine with me. I don't. I'm all about talent, and we have Stephen Curry on our team. We'll make it work. So it's cool. But D'Angelo Russell, like I really, I've heard him mentioned with every team, literally. But the uh, gonna stay worse. So sure, I'll take it. 
I'm sure he'll take it too. He got his money. Mm-hmm. He has no choice. Ain't fuck no choice. I mean, he could have gone somewhere else, I guess, and not played for a franchise that did. I don't know. I I kind of was curious to see him with the Lakers again. I thought him, Brian, and AD might have been curious. But sure, why not? Um. Yeah, man, that's all I got. Uh, you have nobody else on your heart. We can wrap yeah, I up. I ain't got nobody else on the first day. Most of it was kind of like, not necessarily to be expected, but all, all the big names, at least been, I wanted a little bit more drama. They could have made me wait a little bit longer for a couple, but no, nah, I'm, I'm good. That's we the thing, bro. Is it, talk about. Like, 6 o'clock is really the reveal time. It's not the time that shit pops off. It's the time that things get consummated. Because, again, Howard deals... I, I don't know, man. It seems a little icky that, like, the deal is finalized at 6.01 or, like, 6 o'clock and 30 seconds. It's like, I thought y'all weren't supposed to be able to talk until 6 o'clock. Well, if, if I remember correctly, isn't it also kind of like the random period of something? Like something yeah, the moratorium, no, the, the yeah, the moratorium is you can't sign until the 5th, but you can yeah. negotiate terms now. Right. So it's like, how'd you right. negotiate terms in 30 seconds? Yeah, so that so yeah, mm-hmm. I get what you mean. It's kind of like okay, nobody's really listening to this, but I guess it's about some of the the other ones are just easier because it's kind of like you we know you're gonna offer you a max or like the ones that kind of like get extended. We kind of already told you like in the middle of the season what we we're thinking about for extension, and we just kind of waited to your contract actually expire. Mm-hmm. At least that's my only thinking behind it. I mean, I'm sure that like they're, and I, I'm. I would love to learn how this works as a potential future agent, but in, or like employee of a franchise. Because, I mean, I'm sure there are loopholes that agents exploit and that franchises exploit in order to communicate with agents to be like, hey, so this isn't me telling you that we want to sign your client, but in a world where we could sign your client, we would love to have him on the team. And if we could have him on the team, this is how much we would pay him. I'm sure like you got to just say it a certain way, but you can't be, it's, it's forthright to be like, hey, so does Kevin want to come play with us? Like you can't say that, but anything right, else is. You got to talk to your All right, so uh, real quick off the top of your head, the gun in your head, where's Kawhi going? Toronto. And he's going to stay. He stays in Toronto. Um, all of the pieces have just fallen, and it makes no sense to go anywhere else. Um, yeah, Toronto. I think it'd be the most exciting if he stayed in Toronto. I think that would make the East competitive pretty top top to I, – I, I would say like one to nine in the East would be competitive if Toronto stays. Um, yeah. If he goes to the Clippers – I think that messes that messes up the power balance in the West a little bit. But I mean, all that does is move the Clippers up. They're still going to be in the playoffs. They're still a playoff team. So. Yeah, I was saying still moving the playoffs, but I also don't think that they have the team right now that that makes them like. Yes, I think he can obviously make them somebody to push, but I just don't think that gives them enough to make him a title contender. And why go essentially to like the middle of the road in the West and battle for more? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day. I laughed about this too when I was um when they when the Lakers actually pulled that dumbass trade off. I was like, it is incredible that the Lakers remain like the Lakers remain able to relegate the Clippers to stepchild status. You know what I mean? 
Like the the, the Clippers do everything right, and they have a good owner who cares about the franchise, and is doing. You know what I'm saying? Is doing literally everything right to ensure that the team right. And at the end of the day, the Lakers, who have been incompetent literally since their last title, still like fell backwards against Anthony Davis on their team. Like it's incredible. It is wild. So I mean, it's got it's got to suck to be the Clippers for sure. It's it, bro. It, I, so. As a basketball fan, I appreciate Lakers fans, if only because they keep things interesting. They they remain in annoying and astoundingly entitled to me. But I do appreciate the fact that, like, now that they are relevant again, um, they're going to make shit fun again. Because the, the Lakers fans and Knicks fans are, like, a certain type of delusional where... And I love Knicks fans because today they kind of had to eat their own shit where... Everybody who was so hype about getting KD and Kyrie eight months ago had to like realize today that not only did they not get them, but the other team did, and they're just kind of like, oh, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what. To do. It's actually pretty funny when you when you remember and think about it that way. It's like they really they don't know what to say. It's like they I don't know. It seemed like everybody everything was building up to today, and they still got told no. It was like they they kept all the optimism in the world to still get told no. It's like I feel for them. I do. I do, but all right, good brother. It's almost midnight. I'm gonna let you go to bed. For sure, I appreciate you, man. It's always good talking some hoop. Um, yeah, man, we we talk again, man. We are gonna talk again with some more pieces for, especially Kawhi Lee's. Yes, sir. All right, brother, man. All right, peace. Yeah. Much love to Keenan. Um, be on the lookout again for impending announcements from West Houston Consulting. Another podcast on Thursday, and then some more stuff next week. One more time. Happy birthday to my brother, Willie Mac Jr. He'll probably never hear this, but I love you, boy. Uh, I'm proud of you and the work you're putting in, man. Keep it up. Um, heading out, I want to show some love to my brother and another friend of the project, Chinaman himself, who actually gave me a song from his first project, uh, Bell Out, to use the first theme song for West Houston Radio. I'm forever indebted to him for that one, so much love. Um, he just released his newest project, New Beach, which has been his baby for the last few years. I'm well aware of that one, so... Um, I wanted to go out playing something off this tape. Uh, it's called Shooting Stars, and I hope y'all enjoy it. And go check out the rest of New Beach. But ev- wherever you stream your, your music, hopefully it's titled, but wherever you stream, go check out New Beach. And also, Willie just dropped something tonight, too, so go check that out. All right, y'all, I'll be back on Thursday. Appreciate you.